It's a joy to share this time with you. Brent Bullard is back fresh from, uh, from, from what? Estes Park, Colorado. Yes. Fresh like a daisy, my friend. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, we're joined here with Roberto. Hello, hello. Palomino. Is that that's right? Cor- that's correct. Palomino okay. like a horse. That's it. So, and you also are back from Estes Park, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Brand was riding the, I was driving the high school boys. I was driving the middle school boys. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Our, our, our nostrils will never be the same. I was about to say you're both exactly, are equally right. <laughs> rancid. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was a great time and uh, it was good, <laughs> Roberto, to spend a little more time with you. I know we are in the same small group together on Sunday yeah, nights that's true. and yeah. uh, this is a great time to be able to sit together and, uh, and hear a little bit about your story. I know so many people in our church body uh, know you. Uh, but uh, not many may know that you've taken another uh, opportunity in Katy uh, to be a, a band director there, and uh, and we want to be able to to hear a little bit about your story and how the Lord has worked in your life through the people of Grace Bible, and but also how uh, speak a little bit of how the Lord has has shaped you in your in your season here in Nacogdoches, uh, your six years here. Uh, so maybe let's let's kick it off, and we'll just ask, uh, tell us, uh, Roberto, spiritually, how you how you came to Christ, how you grew up, and uh, and then ultimately how you end up getting to Nacogdoches and Grace Bible Church. Yeah, sure thing. Um, so um, I grew up in a you know in a Christian home. Um, thankful for that. Um, my dad's been pastor. He was called to be a pastor when he was in Peru, so he came to the U.S. Um, started a church in Madisonville, Texas, thirty minutes north of Huntsville. Um, so I grew up, you know, being Christian. And being a Christian household, being a uh, pastor's kid for my entire life throughout middle school, high school. Um, you know, throughout that time, um, I gave my life to Christ when I was, uh, I guess, eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but, you know, at that time, the only reason I gave my life to Christ was because it was, it was the right thing to do. You know, it, mm-hmm. you know, I knew the steps to become a Christian, so I just didn't just because, you know, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, but hard-wise, uh, I didn't truly... Um, grasp the concept of what it means to receive Christ as my Savior, and so I wasn't truly saved until I was until August of 2010. I think the before I started my sophomore year of high school, that's when I truly realized, man, I really need Jesus in my life. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason was of, of past mistakes I've done throughout my freshman year, and so ever since then I've grown to be um, to know Christ and to re- re- really desire His Word. However, my spiritual growth hasn't been has been stagnant in a way. It hasn't been increasing as as well as you know as well as in college. And so, mm. uh, didn't have a lot of community. Didn't have a lot of friends that were Christians. But also, I was a young Christian at the time. So, like the Christians that I thought were not Christians were actually Christians, but you know, mm. not perfect. Mm-hmm. And so, I didn't have a full grasp of what it means to be a Christian while I was you know walking as a young Christian. Um, but when I got to college here in 2013 at SFA, um, I had a friend named Justice Can. Um, we were both doing um, music education as our, you know, degree. Um, he invited me to um, Crosspoint, which is the college ministry that's here at Grace Bible Church. That's how I got plugged into Grace, and so, sort of in a way, my freshman year. Um, and when I went to that first um, community group um, that Thursday night, I realized and I've learned that, hey, this is true community. This is mm. what it means to have fellowship with other brothers brothers and sisters in Christ. And so uh, ever since then, I've been coming every Thursday night, um, <laughs> just having fun, joking around, and then just being, you know, vulnerable about, you know, my weeks um, each week. And um, 
I, re- I didn't start going to Grace Bible Church till I guess my junior year, um, part of because I was going to a different church uh, in town, uh, Spanish church. Hmm. And so I started coming to Grace uh, full-time probably tw- my junior year, so that's 2015, hmm. fall 2015. And I plugged into uh, Kiss Ministry that time uh, with Bobby when he was a Kiss pastor at the time. Um, been serving the church through that ministry until the church split uh, in 2017. And so when Bobby moved out to Refuge, I decided, you know, I really trust Bobby. You know, he was my mentor um, throughout my college year. So I was just going to go follow him. Mm. And so started working with Refuge kids, so middle schoolers, high schoolers. And, you know, during the split, I also um, took up on, you know, running sound because there was not a lot of people running sound. And so at that mm. time, I had no idea how to run sound. <laughs> like, so I had to, you know, learn hands-on, figuring out the EQ, figuring out <laughs> what gain means, yes. <laughs> all that. And so, um, but during that time, I learned a lot about just, you know, what the church needs, you know, servants and a lot. And throughout that time during the split, um, I struggled with just uh, with solidarity, um, part of it because of the split and part of it because of grad school. Just, you know, <laughs> when grad school puts a lot of work in your hands, um, you intentionally get isolated with yeah. all that work. And so um, community just been, you know, out of the window during those first two years of grad school. Um, and especially when I got a job. Um, after Brandon, even after y'all came, you know, it's been a real struggle. Um, but thankfully, um, when I started going to small group, um, that's when I truly saw like, oh, wow, wow there's actually also community in, outside of college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's amazing. Um, but yeah, like Solidarity was the biggest thing that I've struggled with um, the past uh, two, three years now. Um, but thankfully, I've realized that um, I cannot rely on community. Community and fellowship is not the sole source of life. Mm-hmm. Like I need to seek the God. I need to read His Word because otherwise, like all this stuff that God's given us as gifts, it's in vain. And so that's hmm. um, and up to right now, like you know, all the things that I've you know learned about, you know, I've been trying so hard to read the Word, follow you know, pray to God, um, but it's been hard. But I've learned a lot um, the past two years about like how community is not the source of all life. Like I need mm. God as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's my life. And um, yeah. Man, that's much, awesome. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I uh, I feel like you, I can see you just about anywhere serving somewhere on our, on our campus. And you mentioned how you, you noticed that um, – that the church needs servants, need people to, to, to give their life to the church and to others. Um, and, you know, I've certainly seen that in worship ministry, talking about running sound and, um, and, you know, you are, you are joyfully always, it seems like giving of yourself like, Oh wow. Roberto's driving one of the buses. Oh, Roberto's doing (laughs) this. Oh, he's setting up this sound system. Wait, wait, you're telling me Roberto doesn't have a passion for driving for 36 hours. (laughs) I thought that was his spiritual gift. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) so what I I would love to, to, uh, to ask you to maybe encourage folks that are, you know, either in their, in their twenties and, uh, and able to, you know, they're, they're single and able to give their, their time or even the, the 80 year old guy who's been married for 60 years, you know, um, how would you encourage folks to, to serve? I mean, why, why, how has that impacted you? And, 
Um, how would you encourage other folks to, to do the same? Um, so part of the reason why I've been so servant-like and just desiring to serve is just um, because of the church I grew up in. My dad, uh, you know, when he started church, he was super small. And so, like, as a pastor's kid, you know, as his duty, you do everything you can to help the church <laughs> yeah. and to help, the, uh, help you know, run smoothly. And so, like, uh, as a kid, when I was in high school, I led worship, you know, led hymns. Um, I taught, you know, uh, I guess elementary school kids, mm-hmm. you know, I did vacation Bible school. I did all that. And so, like, um, part of the reason why I'm so, like, servant-led is because of my past experience, you know, whenever I was a kid and what... Um, you know, my dad has encouraged me to do. And so, yeah. um, but I guess like the biggest thing is to, you know, uh, whenever you cho- want to serve or want to serve at a different ministry, I think the biggest thing is to see where your heart is because mm-hmm. at times when you do something, um, we tend to not think of, you know, of do we have time for this? Um, do it, is, mm-hmm. it this, is this what I really want to do? This is what God wants me to do. Like, obviously, like, God calls the unqualified. And so regardless of what you do, God is going to unqualify you. He's going to provide you all the wisdom that you need to do whatever, um, you know, thing you need, you're going to do. Mm. And so it's it's the first thing is to just um, check your heart. Like, is, is it because you want, um, you know, attention? Is it because you actually want to serve and help the church out? You know, that's the first mm-hmm. thing I would look at is just mm-hmm. look at your heart. And the second thing is time. Like we all have time, especially like um, as you get older, once you get married, once you have kids, uh, as, and as you get older, you know, you have less energy. So it's, I think that's the biggest ne- next thing is time. Mm. Um, like for me to be a single guy, it's, it's amazing how I have so much time, but yet the other guys that I know that are married Mm. Uh, who are older than me don't. And so, like, I think that's a great thing that, great um, perk that I have is that I have so much time to do. Mm. Yeah, that's an inspiring. And, you know, I, I think you identified those things, and we see it in your life, <clears throat> where so easy it is for us to be able to look and say, that's not my, uh, that's not what I want to do. And we can think, I'm just going to wait till I get the perfect opportunity. So, God, please provide me an opportunity to serve. And we can be so... Uh, we can be so niche in our area of willingness mm. that we end up not serving anywhere. We mm-hmm. kind of do the same thing when sharing with our faith, you know, like, God, I, I want to share my faith. Would you please provide me the perfect opportunity as though we're waiting on somebody to knock on our door and be like, hey, can you tell me about Jesus? Uh, and, uh, you know, that's I think that's that willingness to be able to serve. Roberto, you have modeled since I've been able to, to meet you, you know, and and that's been so encouraging. It was so neat to see you. For a full week there with the with the students to see how the students so respect you, you did our final uh, devotional at Bucky's, of course. Uh, <laughs> that's a, pretty much as beautiful as the mountains. Uh, <laughs> oh, and we were so we were in uh, uh, just a little bit north of here uh, in West uh, at that that Bucky's a couple hours away. I'm sure everybody knows what town we were in. Yeah, I hope so. But I don't have yet. No, not <laughs> town we're in right now. Whatever, yeah. whatever that Bucky's is on the way in uh, on this side of Dallas, but you were given the devotional there and uh, you know, your words very similar to what you just shared in your testimony. Uh, you had the kids, you not only did you have the kids attention, but you could tell you had the students respect mm-hmm. and you would, you would spend the time in there as well to be respected by the students. Mm-hmm. And it was a perfect charge to the ending of demonstrating our faith, walking out our faith, walking out it in the life of a local church together. That's how the camp pie doesn't go away is 
Well, guess what? The Lord has given us something. Mm-hmm. He's given us a people to be making disciples with and share our lives with, but practicing our faith out together by building the disciplines. I thought that charge was so uh, beautiful. And and uh, as you shared with the kids, so several of them, I didn't realize the kids didn't know that Roberto, some of them didn't know Roberto had taken this other opportunity uh, mm-hmm. prayerfully. And I know our small group has been praying for you. <laughs> it's a multi-generational small group. We meet at the, the Rab's place. Uh, the Blunts helped to lead it as well. And uh, it was so funny because so often, Roberto, when you first shared this uh, this prayer request of this other opportunity, you were looking at or a couple other opportunities. Uh, I remember I think it was Justin that said, "Well, I guess we're going to have to see who pray- whose prayers win because we're going to pray that you don't get any of these jobs." <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And, and at some point, I was like, "Man, their prayers are winning." Because <laughs> I was like, not getting any calls back. I was not getting any, you know, applications, you know, reviewed. So. Yeah. It, and, uh, but in reality, you know, we're, we're excited for you. Uh, we definitely uh, see that as a great advancement, not only in your career, but the fact that you've had people praying for you in this, you've been praying through this as well. And, uh, and that you, you hear, you got in our small group, you got people of all different generations and then you have fellow teachers, you know, that are also praying for you and, and, uh, and, and affirming you in that. And so, um, uh, brother, we are going to miss you, but we look forward to, uh, not only, following your life from uh, from a little bit afar, but knowing that I'm sure you'll be back many times to be able to visit us and uh, and maybe one day rejoin our fellowship here. Who knows how the Lord works, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Maybe we'll see each other in heaven. Who yeah. knows? Hey, I sure hope we, I <laughs> sure hope we see each other in heaven. Uh, you know, I want to go back a little bit uh, to your testimony that you shared that. That's something I hear often uh, is uh, you had the blessing of hearing the gospel so often as a kid that you, you grasped and you comprehended and that's one thing we do with kids is we try to make sure they can write out their testimony and we can help them hear them and help them write out their testimonies as well, whether they're a young person or even an older person, certainly. Um, but I think our, our great hope, right, comes in because some people wrestle with this kind of this historical perspective of when did my heart, when did I become regenerated? When did I come to faith in Christ? And uh, But our great peace, uh, and as I see in you as well, is not so much I can nail a date and time with specific, you know, specific components to it of the time stamp, uh, but that uh, that I know I am trusting in Christ, mm-hmm. that I am resting in the hand of the Lord. That's our peace and comfort is in our present walk with the Lord. Uh, we're secure. We rest in Him. And, of course, our uh, our baptism is a, is a public declaration of that reality, that we get to walk in together, that the, the, con- the congregation gets to celebrate and, uh, and that's one kind of counsel I would give to our larger church as you listen to, as we hear from Roberto's story here, uh, is, is that key question, am I trusting in Christ? And uh, not am I perfect, am I trusting in Christ? And thank the Lord that I get to serve Him with my life wherever He leads me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Roberto, the Lord has given you a great influence with so many different students. Uh, can you speak to us just for a few minutes of what it is? Obviously, you have a ministry in the life of our church. You've served in so many different areas. But can you speak to what it is... Uh, uh, of the ministry that God's given you just teaching in the public schools? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so Nacogdoches, I see, is um, 80, I guess 80% of the kids are low socioeconomic status. And so like, and also like all these kids come from different backgrounds from like, you sure. know, well, you know, good parents to like single parents and with, you know, no, month to month um, rent sure. to pay. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing that I've learned is to um, do my best to love them unconditionally. Mm. Uh, there have been times where um, these kids have, you know, just the attitudes just are different from what I grew up. 
And mainly it's because of how their parents treat them. And so like, there's no way I can just change that. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is to show them love, show them respect, show them that, hey, you're here. I care about you. Um, I want to teach you music um, because you chose to take this class and I'm going to do the best I can to help you out. Mm-hmm. But I also tell them that you also have to take your part because like, there's so much I can do as a teacher um, to help you be a good musician, a hardworking musician, but you have to do your part to do mm-hmm. it. And it's that's hard to comprehend as a sixth grader because <laughs> mm. that's what I mostly teach mm. is sixth graders, but also teach, you know, seventh, eighth graders, high schoolers as well. But like sixth grade is where it all starts. You know, if they don't pick up that work ethic, um, they're going to have a hard time learning. And so like, um, but I try to do that out of love, um, out of, you know, understanding that like, hey, sometimes they have other things to do. Like they have other events outside of school. Sometimes they can't practice just because they live in an apartment. And so uh, I guess my biggest thing mm. is um, teaching in a school like this is that um, although I cannot say the gospel fully to the school, mm-hmm. which um, that's been something in my mind for a long time. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, although I can't say the gospel in school because of the law, um, I can show them what God's love is, yes. give them a glimpse of what it is yeah. through mm-hmm. my actions. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they see Christ in you and the care that the Lord has given you because you love them. You love the Lord and you're loving those students. And uh, that's an unusual thing in our world. That doesn't mm-hmm. make a lot of sense in the, in the mind of this world. And so, brother, we're... Excited for you as the Lord has other students to be able to pour into. And, yeah. and you certainly find a, a new healthy church family to be able to be involved with. And we, there's no doubt in our minds that you'll be a blessing to that congregation. Mm. Uh, and so we're grateful for you. Um, in our text this week, uh, as we pick it back up in, in Exodus, we'll be in Exodus 3, uh, verse 11 through chapter 4, verse 1. And we see that that Moses takes a uh, he takes a look at himself, recognizing that he, he feels un, underqualified for the task before him. Uh, and then uh, he takes, uh, we might say, too long of a look at himself because he doubts God's word and how God can actually use him, even though God clearly tells him he's going to be with him. Uh, Moses really struggles with that. Uh, and uh, I think there's a lot of insights that we can learn maybe from your story, it sounds like, to that similar idea of, Lord, you can use me. Uh, we're, and uh, I know you're with me. I know you call me to serve. And so, brother, we're grateful for you. And uh, we look forward to your visits back to Nacogdoches. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, let's see, I'm going to try try my best Spanish here. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say, uh, gracias Dios por tu gracia. And uh, mi hermano Roberto. Yeah. What uh, saying the, is, thank uh, you Dios, God for... Dios te okay. bendiga. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much you say, thank you God for your grace and for Roberto and God bless you. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty right. much what he said. So right. Nice. Yeah, great. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. And nice. uh, church, we, we love you, and uh, we're, we're grateful for um, for you and for the way that you will uh, continue to serve the Lord and grow in grace. And uh, Roberto, we, we, uh, we're grateful for you. And uh, like, like, like Brent said, we uh, are grateful for the way that the Lord will continue to use you. Yeah. I'm thankful for God for providing me this church yeah. and this community. So I'm really grateful. Yeah, great. Thanks, guys. Yeah.